it's good this is one day that none of us uh were <laughs> relying on this morning before the meeting to watch the film <laughs> well we never do michael <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you in on a secret. From time to time, that is what I do. I'm watching it now. (laughs) Can we have a chronological discussion, please? Well, I just assumed, Laura, you sort of watch this every few days anyway. Um, Yeah, well, I did watch it again last night. Hang on, let's... Excellent. We should do this properly. Yeah, if you'd like to call us to order. (laughs) So today we're talking about Enchanted from Enchanted. 2007. I have a real um, sense of foreboding about this one. 2007. <laughs> Laura, you picked this really suddenly, didn't you? Yeah. Wasn't on my list. Yep. Got swept up in a bit of a moment there. Um, <laughs> and it's never good when you text ahead, Michael, to say, I've got a lot to say about this one. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, dear. <laughs> For a bit Panic. of a rough ride today. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, Claire, I assume you hated it, but. Uh... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> I, it wasn't terrible. It knew it was terrible and enjoyed that it was terrible, so mm. it gets some credit. Um, Interesting. But yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've seen it three times now. I watched it once when it came out, once last week, right after, or yeah, right after Masculine Femina, which did boost it in my eyes. And then again last <laughs> night, when I was, well, not last night, yesterday afternoon when I was picking my tree up. Nice. Um, it was a nice background film, but I also kind of thought, hmm, maybe it's not, maybe it's not five stars, Laura. <laughs> maybe you were on your period, Laura. <laughs> <laughs> I still think it's good though. I enjoyed myself. I thought I think yeah. it's a good fun film. A good fun time. <laughs> a fun time. <laughs> a rollicking good time. Yeah. Definitely a sharp contrast from masculine feminine. Oh, yeah. Quite opposing, I'd say. Well, we'll have to find the differences and the similarities, I suppose. Yeah. There are only similarities. <laughs> <laughs> what did you all think? I like Fernando, the, you you go. Yeah. I like the I've, yes. Lovely. I mean, full disclosure, three out of five. <laughs> nice. <laughs> what? That's, that's good. Have you seen it before? Yes, I did see it when it came out, which I guess took me by surprise to learn, relearn that it was 2007 because 2007 feels like even before I was born. Um, <laughs> mm, <laughs> But I guess it was 2007, um, and I did like it then. I liked it <laughs> again, uh, perhaps a little bit less. Um, but that song, that's how you know. Uh, <laughs> I cannot stop listening to it. It's so good. It's a great song. <laughs> yeah, I quite agree. So good. <laughs> oh. At one point, I thought it rivaled... Um, Love is an open door. Um, wow! Um, in the movie Frozen, um, but yeah. then I listened to Love is an Open Door again, and I was like, "No, this is a masterpiece." So yeah, uh, <laughs> that's how you know it's, it's it's really good, but maybe not at the level of um, Love is an Open Door. Yeah, 
I'm with you there, actually. Yeah, those are good. We should do a ranking one day. I think we should we should start a chorus. We should start singing together. Record our, our singing. <laughs> I don't think anyone wants to hear me singing. I think everyone would love to hear all of us singing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you know we do, Claire. <laughs> oh, I think at the end of this episode we have to sing. That's how you know. Can't wait. I'll play that instead of the end music and we can all join in. Yeah. For the full five minute <laughs> number. <laughs> oh, did I not tell you I need to leave this meeting early by about five minutes? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I should have said before. Um that's all right. Maybe we could schedule a, a sort of inter- interval sort of. Well why don't we do it now just to make sure? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, we'll save it to the end. <laughs> Claire, what did you think? I, I so I'm I very quickly jumped on the this is terrible, um, comment because yeah, it's just not great, but <laughs> it was entertaining in its own way and it was very self aware, which helps. And yeah, I I didn't hate watching it. I wouldn't watch it again, but yeah. It's all yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, it's not too bad. Yeah. Hey, I thought it was going to be a lot worse. Yeah. <laughs> I'm desperate to know what Michael thinks. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> what do you think? I thought, Laura. Um, I think well, this could go either way. I think uh, he could have loved it or hated it. I'm getting the sense, you know, you didn't, you didn't love it. It wasn't for you, was it? No. I loved it. What? Oh. This is a brilliant film. Fantastic. Oh, well, you got me good there. Oh, man. The old baby switch. Yeah. Yeah, top quality. Um, brilliant. Attention to detail, commitment to the bit, I think they call it. Um, just, yeah, like, it. it's got... All of the good parts of those old cheesy Disney movies, but comments on it in an interesting way that gives you something to think about, as well as being mm. funny and uh, isn't too cynical or too misty-eyed. Um, a rollicking good adventure. I had no idea what was going to happen at <laughs> oh, the end. Oh, brilliant! Um, it felt like it was predictable, but it kept surprising me. Um, yeah, great, well, great oh, stuff. Brilliant. What did you think was going to happen in the plot? Because I also was surprised by the way it went in the first time I watched it. Yeah, that's it. I, ju- I just didn't really know. I I didn't think that Giselle and Robert were going to fall in love. Me neither. That what? took me by surprise. Because he had his girlfriend, yeah. I thought she was going to be a sort of Mary Poppins character who fixes their relationship. Yeah, me too. Come on. <laughs> I, I really didn't see, oh, the point of this film is that he's going to leave the woman he's been with for years who actually mm. seems pretty all right. Um, yeah, I thought there was going to be like a tearful farewell and he was going to say, thank you so much for everything you've taught me. She was going to go back with her. But then there was this this unexpected, mm. quite surprising thing where it's not just that she's teaching him about the magic of uh, of dreaming he was also teaching her about the real world mm. and like making her reassess whether what she was 
doing in her life was was just completely you know sort of vapid <laughs> nonsense um but without losing the the sort of joy of it i thought it was a, a perfect a perfect marriage of the two concepts oh wonderful yeah when i watched i was angry the first time i watched it it sort of ruined it for me because i was so into edward <laughs> not into it but i was like gutted for him i was like i really wanted them to end up together because i love edward so much mm. yeah so <laughs> Ed- edward's conclusion i have thoughts on it, it was a, mm. a slightly mm. odd one but again it kept me guessing excellent fernando did you see it coming i'm guessing Claire uh, did. yes <laughs> yes 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 i did i was like there's no way that they're not getting together and it has to happen i don't know how it yeah. will happen but it will happen um there was a point where I doubted myself. I was like, well, maybe, maybe they will not end up together. Um, but then what is going to happen? Mm. Um, um, but overall, I think it was fairly predictable. Yeah. Fair enough. I didn't see the big dragon fight coming. That was, that was yeah. unexpected. Oh, I saw it from the beginning. As in when when <laughs> the title Disney was just appearing on the screen, I was like, there must be a dragon in here. Uh, so claire i think the reason you didn't see that coming is because it didn't really fit properly into the film and it was a bit rubbish yeah okay (laughs) yeah that was a bit rubbish to be fair i think they some some money man got involved and was like but it needs a big ending <laughs> with more more tension and but yeah that it was sort of after they had resolved the actual story with the characters mm. um and that was just a completely external threat that, that nobody had to make any tough decisions or anything during that fight um yeah not very interesting for me yeah the second watch i went through to the kitchen and made something to eat well, that would happen. Yeah. <laughs> Must have been that long because by the time I came back, I was I was quick and it was over. Yeah, well, that was nice. Also, it was the wrong couple she tried to do away with because it was Edward and his wife. Yeah. She had to be trying to kill if she wanted to stay queen. <laughs> yeah, I'd have thought perfect result for her. She's because yeah. she just didn't want this this young hussy in her family, right, mm. <laughs> taking over her kingdom, and now she's resolved to stay in another universe <laughs> so what, what exactly was the problem um yeah and for such a good baddie as well a bit of a not thinking things through there yeah they they just shoehorned it in so they could have a big thing well her whole story was just didn't make any sense really there's no why would she stop being queen if the prince married like I, does marrying mm, make him king i think this is, I think it's one of the like continental Europe style monarchies where the king is expected to abdicate at some point when the prince has sort of come of age. Right. And so oh, I think yeah. if he doesn't marry, maybe that happens, but she's still sort of the, the queen. Yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, if he's, if he's got a bride, then, then she'll be pushed off to one side. What? That is how monarchies in continental Europe work. Yeah, I think um, I think the the former Dutch mm-hmm. c- queen is still yeah. alive, but she she abdicated some years ago. I think that the idea is so that you don't have anyone who's like unbelievable who, who's eighty seven or whatever um, in an important role in the country, and also so that everyone can have a nice big celebration that doesn't that like you celebrate a new a new monarch without having to 
commiserate the death of the previous one, all of that. Yeah, it's very British that we we enjoy that <laughs> juxtaposition of melancholy and joy. <laughs> you think that's what it is? We just yeah, like a bit of misery. You've got to take the edge off it. You don't yeah. want people getting too carried away. <laughs> a lot of the, well, some of the medieval kings in England uh, did this thing where they crowned their son sort of co-king and they, they ruled together for a while until okay. until the former king died. Um, yeah, this kind of what? stuff happens. Yeah, yeah. It's not as simple as uh, male preference primogeniture. Wow, so many things I'm learning about European, continental European yeah. monarchies. Um, You've got to play Crusader Kings too. You learn all of this stuff. <laughs> Wait, how true are the things that you learn in Crusader Kings? Or... They're, they're pretty solid. They're, they're, it's, a, a, it's still a simplification, but there's a lot going on. There's like 10 different succession laws to choose from, and it's difficult to get it changed. And you have to convince people in your realm to, oh, yeah, it's great. Brilliant, brilliant game. Is it as accurate as the Titanic podcast we listen to? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I did listen. I've, I've listened to some episodes. I think I've listened to four episodes of the Titanic oh, wow. episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. It's like four or five hours of podcasts, and that she only told us yesterday. Uh, well, there are 24 hours in a day, so I would love to True, true. And Fernando only sleeps for three of them. So. And you spent like three quarters of your time not listening to the Titanic <laughs> podcast, so fair enough. Well, I you hear him up till midnight. <laughs> yeah. I what mean, do you think he was doing? I finished watching... Up Down Abbey before Laura finished <laughs> watching it, and yeah, I'm, I haven't finished it. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> give Fernando a recommendation. He's <laughs> that's all he's going to do until he gets through it. Wow! <laughs> I need to be. Have careful you ever with seen that. West Wing? <laughs> <laughs> don't do it, Fernando. Don't take it. Yeah. Have you ever seen East? We'll never see him again. <laughs> Oh, why didn't I talk to you after the first 1,200 episodes? (laughs) So much funnier. (laughs) Anyway. um, So Enchanted, great film. Lovely. Film. (laughs) Great film. It was fine. Yeah, it was... Fernando's come down. It's fine. So you've got to balance it out, I suppose. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Fernando and I have to be the the reason. <laughs> we have to keep things sensible. I'd, Fernando and I were the reason last time. Uh, you were like cynics were, last time. You were time. fucking off on one. <laughs> <laughs> How we much were... cocaine had you taken before you watched that film? <laughs> we took it during. <laughs> Claire, Claire, maybe we should hear why you didn't like it so much, Claire. Oh well, it was just ridiculous, wasn't it? Like it was silly. What do you it mean? Was, it was well, all it was fantasy. Yeah, it was a Disney romance. Well, it was big game. Disney romance that stole like little parts of. I lost count of how many other Disney stories. Hmm. So it opens. Stole. Yes, stole. Took without Pet permission. Homage? Uh no. Inverted certain tropes. No, just just use them. It was a commentary on them. 
You was can't it? self plagiarize. Yeah, of course it was. Come on, Claire. <laughs> it was a commentary on the animals dressing her in Cinderella. Yes, yeah. exactly. What how what what comment was it making? So the animals in Cinderella, they dress her and it's just a cute, fun, nice thing. And the commentary it was making is that that's um, unbelievably saccharine and sweet and could never really mm. happen in the real world, which is why when she does it in New York, it's the most disgusting thing because <laughs> it's all rats and cockroaches and just the, the very idea. It, it, it's saying, look, imagine if we actually expected life to work like this in the real world. It would just be rats and cockroaches and pigeons and stuff and they'd make a terrible mess <laughs> and people would you know if anyone saw you doing it they'd freak out and throw you out of the house <laughs> isn't it funny that cinderella was was such a a silly movie in that way right what, what were they tidying up? yeah they were tidying yeah. up and that so that's it in the end i think um but the whole thing was that the sort of conflict between uh, between Robert's worldview, which was stuff like that is just complete nonsense, and Giselle's worldview, which was stuff like that is a beautiful dream that can that we can try and make a part of <laughs> of real life, and that it was some way half between that um, where she used it to clean the house, and that was also it's just a funny idea. Um, but yeah, it yeah, was it was idea, playing on that, but it was funny mm. when it happened in Cinderella. Um, and it was even funnier when they did it here. <laughs> yeah, it was, it, so it was funnier in, in Enchanted because White. it was disgusting, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we watched all the cockroaches come out of a bath. I mean, that's a yeah, stop mimicking. It's, it's definitely more disgusting. Yeah, um, but that that is the logical conclusion of doing the Cinderella tidying up the bedroom thing in New York City, um, and that yeah, I thought that was a great example of the kind of plays they were trying to do what did you think of the animated bit at the start was it about 10 minutes of yeah cartoon? So that's, that's the bit i was thinking of when i mentioned cinderella with the animals yeah. all making this model of the prince uh yeah yeah D- did you notice that it was just a little bit sweeter and a little bit sugarier yes. mm-hmm. than than those old films they just they turned everything up just that little bit higher. Everything was just so cute. Yeah, well, so and this the, is my point about it being very annoying. It, mm. it it knew what it was doing with that sort of thing, but yeah, it was just um, this is getting away from my original point. Mm. It was just yeah, it, taking bits from all sorts of fairy tales. Um, but yeah, no, I agree. It like it. it, it it was very self-aware. I think I said that mm. already. Yeah, yeah, you did. Um, but I, I'd say it spent the rest of the film deconstructing all of those little things and exploring them, and mm. I think that's what I liked about it. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the that was the saving grace of it, I'd say. Right. But I didn't find it... I, yeah. I don't think that's a film that needs to be made. I'd, I'd, I don't okay. need someone to tell me that animals dressing you in Cinderella as a stupid idea. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> and this is what I was worried about going into it, was that it would just be that, was that basically it, it would have a message, something like the princess and the frog, which is that it's all very nice having these ideas of pretty dreams, 
but actually you need to you know you need to be a bit more realistic sometimes and that's the whole film and i'd have thought that would be a bit a bit dull but then it went the other way as well so while giselle was learning mm-hmm. that in the real world these dreams don't always come true and that you have to be a bit more realistic at the very same time robert was learning that sometimes you do need to dream a bit and you need to take leaps of faith and you need to allow yourself to fall in love and these kinds of things and there and there's something in that as well so while it was yeah while while it was a commentary on how silly those old disney films were it was also a commentary on how unromantic and cynical modern life is except that all he learned was he should go to a dance and sing sometimes <laughs> It was symbolic. <laughs> <laughs> um, he learned he should sing sometimes. He he learned he should yeah he should be willing to be spontaneous and romantic and let his guard down with people he loves. So we saw this like he doesn't have Nancy can't stay the night at his flat because mm. he's worried that it will confuse his daughter or make their life less stable or something. And he's been with her for however many years and sort of clearly does want to be with her but <clears throat> but doesn't want to propose and it's does he clearly want to be with her well he states I... he's going he's going to propose that's his plan because you know they're yeah, suited for each other it felt mm. like he was just going through the motions in his relationship with her yes he felt like he... yes it did um but what if that is life what if mm. life is just going through <laughs> making motions <laughs> that you're supposed to be or at least that people expect you to make <laughs> Mm. Mm. And, and to some extent, I think we we saw in the end that what he was doing was the right thing. Although, yeah, it was, I'd, I'd like to talk about about his relationship with Nancy in the end and how that. I think our conclusion was that they shouldn't be together, but I, I, yeah, I don't quite know. Um, but he never like played with his daughter, and at the end, we see them like running around the flat pretending to be aeroplanes. But early on, he's just like just try to be a responsible dad and not do anything like that. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Mm. I, th- I thought it movie. did everything well. It was so co- so many layers. <laughs> yeah. Well, there, there was some stuff to think about anyway. Mm. The they one wasn't. thing I thought they were, so they obviously they were inverting a lot of the fairy tale early Disney tropes. Yeah. I thought. Um, apart from True Love's Kiss, like they um, still had... Two men kiss an unconscious woman. Yes. <laughs> I, I think the inversion there, which has been lost a bit because they've done it too many times in their recent <laughs> CGI films, mm-hmm. um, the inversion there is that the the true love was not the person we expected it yeah. to be. Mm-hmm. In those early films, her true love is the um, yeah, it's the handsome hero that we followed all the way through. Yeah. And in this, it is the unlikely person who's completely changed his worldview. I think mm. that was the twist. Mm. Yeah, it was a good twist, I suppose. And um, also, what they didn't do was, we still have, again, our menopausal evil woman who we're all afraid of turning mm-hmm. into a dragon. With her hair hidden. You've mentioned that before, Yes, right? yes. Yep. yep. To make her more masculine. Yep. That threatening sort of blend of masculinity, femininity. The threatening... Mm. Threatening woman. But still it was Susan Sarandon, so that was great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so she was she was a completely classic villain, wasn't she? Mm-hmm. From a Disney film. She wasn't one of the ones who was 
who was transformed by the experience as all the others were. <laughs> I suppose that's just because she's a villain and we we didn't feel that we needed her to learn something and to develop. We just needed her to be the baddie that's defeated. Yeah, you um, need an antagonist, don't you? That's Yeah. And, yeah wouldn't it been... have been more interesting if she had, rather than turning into a dragon <laughs> and then being slain, um, wouldn't it be better if she had, I don't know, been taken back to the kingdom and, you know, as as Prince Edward wanted to do, you know, exposed for the 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 wicked witch that she is, uh, but then somehow did something, I don't know, realised that she was wrong, something like that. Thank you for saying that. I was, <laughs> I, I did think, I did think of something similar. I was like, I wish this film did not end in the bad person dying. Um, yeah. Because I feel that's just so cruel. Um, if we're already yeah. selling a fantasy, then we should sell the fantasy that people can change their minds and yeah. that even bad people can come around and exactly. realize that they are in the wrong. Yeah. And they went some way towards that with Nathaniel, who mm. turned that good in true. the end. Except nobody um, cares about him. <laughs> <laughs> I can. I think he might have been my favourite. Certainly, my really? favourite performance oh, in the film. Brilliant! He was just brilliant. <laughs> um, it it was his. Um, <laughs> I think three times the officer, the apple, right? And at each time, he's got another crazy character <laughs> costume that he's invented. There's <laughs> like, the, the, the over-the-top Italian chef. It was just wonderful. Um, and he just committed so much to it. It was so good. Um, I enjoy that his great um, moment of change came from watching a daytime soap. I feel like there was definitely something yeah. in that. Like the truth, there are, there is truth in in a in a daytime soap. Yeah, yeah, just about the the least romantic form of storytelling, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, perfect. <laughs> we can learn lessons from everything in society. It's all the human experience. Yeah, I suppose. Um, I guess what they were, maybe she was well, Narissa is that the villain? Mm. Susan Sarandon. Yes. Like being in New York, the real world could go one of two ways where you just become even more hardened in your views. Maybe she was the Trump character. The Trump oh. character. She symbolizes Twitter. <laughs> She's the, uh, yeah, the yeah, she just got bigger and bigger and bigger until she collapsed <laughs> hilariously. More and more right wing, you know. <laughs> until she was flying in circles. <laughs> Would you say she got more right wing as the film went on? <laughs> well, she, she was on the evil. In... Are those the same thing? <laughs> she got more evil, definitely. <laughs> the point, I suppose the point, when they're in the fantasy land, they don't change or grow. Yeah. So it's when she comes into the real world. No, I wouldn't say she did. She changed. She became a literal dragon. That's, that's, a, yeah. that's more. She tried to actively <laughs> kill more than one person. That's, that's yeah. an escalation. That's an escalation, definitely. Yeah, that's an interesting observation. They in the fantasy land, they don't change or grow, and I think you're right mm. there. Mm. Yeah, well, everything's very. Yeah. They don't deal with. I think that. Well, for me, that was a big part of what the film was about. Was this phrase "happily ever after" doesn't exist in the real world? 
because Ever After is is still part of, like that that's still fifty years of your life mm-hmm. that they just don't account for in the fairy stories. There's no space for growth or learning anything. There is only yeah. get to the point where the prince meets his mm. bride. And there's just there's no no acknowledgement of um anything beyond that except happily ever after and how meaningless that phrase is when mm. yeah people do grow and change and that only there is no happily ever after in the real world there is only people growing and changing with time mm. because we don't just end the story there in the real world um i think that was quite a big part of the film was it it has to be in the real world for that stuff to happen. Yeah. Yeah, I, don't I think know. that's Sorry, right. Sorry, that was a bit rambly. I don't know how no, to do no, that. No, not at all. That was good. Um, um, which is why it's surprising it ended with Julie Andrews telling them, telling us that they lived happily ever after. Mm. However, sequel. Yeah, I saw this afterwards. There's a sequel called Disenchanted. I haven't seen it, but I've heard it's not very good, so I don't know if I will <laughs> watch it. I don't feel that a sequel needs to be made. It would have to do something something pretty surprising for it to be worth watching. Mm. I think it does try that. Nice. Yeah. Mm. I know bits about the plot. It's Not black what and I white wanted. and it's all in French. <laughs> <laughs> it only gives us the men's perspective. Yeah. <laughs> it's about Morgan's struggles with drugs. <laughs> Are all the men played by women and the women played by men? <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I, I think there was, again, that was part of, it was very annoying. It knew what it was doing, ending like that in the real world, I think was the right way to do it. Hmm. And to try and, to, I, yeah, you've made a, you've made a film. It's complete. <laughs> Just stop there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, that's all films. <laughs> they resolved everything. <laughs> Yeah, but some films, they decide to make another 10 sequels and this didn't have to be one of them. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I suppose. Perhaps interesting, we we had two endings there. Um, One of them was Giselle and Robert and Morgan running happily through their their New York apartment, Mm. living happily ever after. And the other ending was Prince Edward and Nancy in the, the magical world. And she's being quite provocative and mm. surprising and different. So that, and we got this sense that like Giselle's story is completely resolved and they live happily ever after. And we have in the real world, and then in this this fake world, we get this idea of there's a sort of continuing oh. story here where mm. where she's going to upset things and people will change and grow. And that, yeah, that's it's just good. A, I never noticed a good that. contrast. Yeah, she is bringing her problems with her. Yeah. Bring your problems with her. Bring problems like being an independent woman. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I just thought Mm. that was... was, Can can we talk about Nancy? Yeah, let's talk about Nancy. What what do we think of Nancy? I thought she was a bit nothing-y. Hmm. And I didn't see her as like a Disney princess. I didn't think, oh, yeah, she'll... She's ideally suited to go and live in the fairy tale universe. Hmm. Hmm. It just seemed convenient for the story to wrap that up with the two 
reject getting together. <laughs> Fucking Faramiri. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's all my thoughts on Nancy. <laughs> okay. I liked her. I didn't like her the first time, I think. I was led into, like, she's in the way. <laughs> Get her out of the way. <laughs> mm. She's not very cheerful, is she? But she, no, she was quite, I thought she was quite lovely on this one. She was trying her best. Um, she reacted the way I would react, I suppose, if I found my partner in five years draped over by some naked woman. Um, yeah. And then for, on. forgave him very quickly, which was generous. Um, trusting, yeah. She was yeah. cheerful, chirpy. Yeah, she I thought that was good. She didn't, she didn't forgive him, did she? She took his word. Mm. Um, because he bought her tickets to a ball. Like <laughs> yeah, a, yeah, she should have just taken his word anyway. Um, <laughs> what? Oh. <laughs> oh, you bought me tickets to a ball. You must be committed. Yeah. Shut up. Well, she's had five years of, of this incredibly emotionally unavailable man. Yeah. Yeah, so I... I think it meant a lot to her because she knew that going to a, a fancy dress ball was not his kind of thing. And it was very clear that he was just doing it for her mm. to try and sort of, yeah, change for her and be, be the man she wanted him to be. And that's Or, you know, to make up touching. for cheating on her. Could have gone either <laughs> way, really. <laughs> and I think also when you've when you've been with someone for five years and really trust them, you are able to, you know, I could imagine, you know, you could certainly get a bit flustered and, <laughs> and and not exactly want to hang around in the flat when you see Giselle draped over him like that. But I think there's a capacity for saying, yeah, I know you're all right. I know you wouldn't do that. That's okay. Yes, I agree. But I don't feel like the catalyst for that decision should be someone buying you tickets for a ball. Well, then we're different people. <laughs> um, anyway, yes, I was, I was kind of with, Nancy on this watch. She had a bit of a, a rough deal. I mean, what was his name? Robert. He didn't even really, he didn't even say goodbye. He didn't even break up. With well, I suppose he was busy with being chased by a dragon. So, yeah. Actually, I could forgive him for that, I suppose. Um, and she, she kind of gave him the nod, didn't she? Yes. Yes, that was nice of her. She said, it's okay. And I think that, in a way, that was all that needed to be said. Mm. She, I think it would have been quite. In fact, perhaps the the tactful thing to do is to leave it there and not come back and be like, "So Nancy, <laughs> my silver medal. <laughs> How <laughs> it's just not going to work out between us, Nancy." She'd be like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, leave it. It's not you, it's me. <laughs> it's not you or me. It's her." <laughs> <laughs> Why yes. don't you have Edward? He's free now. Yeah, look, there's a man. <laughs> You've not spoken to him. Yeah. It, so in a way, it sort of wrapped her up well, which was... And again, this is why she was kind of an interesting one. She wasn't like the the wife in Dark Water, <laughs> um, who was just there to be a nuisance and to to refuse to believe in things. She was, She was like... Yeah, questioning things that Robert was doing, but it was because she wanted him to be more spontaneous and dreaming. And that was an interesting change. And, and so it kind of, in that way, it did make sense for her to go off with Prince Edward, who was the mm. dreaming, spontaneous guy that she wanted. Um, I 
kind of think a big part of the message of the film was that that's not enough for a proper relationship. <laughs> but so, it, yeah, it did seem like if we really cared about Nancy as a character, we would require a better ending for her than she's got together with <laughs> Prince Edward. Yeah. <laughs> And lives in a magical fairy tale land now, but it it at least thematically it was it was odd. Yeah, yeah, it re- resolved it. I think you needed that yeah. trade off between the fantasy and the reality. So if Giselle has to go and live mm. in the real world, we need a balance. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, and they they also yes, you, you talked about Queen Nerissa and her uh, how they they didn't turn the wicked queen thing on its head uh, but they did turn a uh, wicked stepmother on its head because mm. oh, uh, yeah. mm-hmm. Giselle ended up as Morgan's stepmother and mm. she was she was the best stepmother anyone could hope for <laughs> well we don't know yes, then. she's only 50 years and she might change mm-hmm. she might keep <laughs> yeah. sliding down the scale of, of real life until she becomes so bitter and cynical at, uh... <laughs> oh <laughs> Yeah. So this was the other good bit, is that she didn't... I'm just... I got a lot out of this film, I have to say. Um, (laughs) She didn't just bring her fairy tale madness into a grey, cold, real world. She discovered the things in the real world that Robert was missing. So she... she, Firstly, there was the the animals or whatever... Um, and she she made the best of that. She she didn't blink. Uh, she didn't didn't even miss a beat when all of the animals that came to help her clean the flat were these disgusting like rodents and vermin. Um, she just accepted that as it was and made the best of it. But also the again the key song of the film, how well she know, um, was in New York, and it was all. It was like musicians who were hanging around in the park in New York who started playing the music for her to sing along to. And yeah, it was all it was all of the kind of enthusiastic, positive and uncynical side of American life was what we saw coming out in that park. And it was over the top and it was, you know, taken to a, an absurd extent. But the idea was it it turned out everybody else in the park was on Giselle's side and wanted to dream and wanted to love. And it was just Robert who needed his mind changed. And also that sequence was the the most absurd flight of fantasy in the entire film, even though it was one of the New York scenes. And I liked that. Mm-hmm. As you say, great song. Great Very catchy. Song. What's your favourite bit of the song? I like it when the old people get up and dance towards each other. I don't think I had a favourite bit of the song. <laughs> There was one bit that made me laugh out loud, which was where so Robert is like playing it very cool and he's like reluctant and so she's like dragging him through this gazebo and he's going, Oh come on, we need to go this way and she's like dragging him over here and but then one bit is he's in a boat and he's the one rowing. And I thought, how does she get him onto the boat? You can't get someone onto a rowboat and get them to row to the middle of the lake if they're reluctant. How did this happen? But yeah, they just just decided to make it as over the top and crazy as possible. I like that. Was that your favourite song, Fernando? Oh, sorry, there you go. Uh, Sorry, so yeah, again, that they committed. That's good. 
but also it was just ridiculous and it kind mm. of annoyed me how stupid it oh was. Oh my God, uh, you're Robert. Uh, yeah, I'm 100% I'm Robert. Michael Giselle. Almost all the people in the world, including those workmen who decided to dance along. Like, that's not... Oh my God, you're so Robert. This <laughs> is the film for you. You Robert just need to watch it five more times till it sinks in. That cynical. He just he had a he was a single dad. He, he had to protect his daughter. I'm sure he'd have said the yeah. same. Yeah, um, <laughs> I think that's how he saw it. Yeah, I had a lot of time for Robert. Yeah, yeah I liked Robert. It's not like they found this like really awful, horrible person who was being like cruel to his daughter. He clearly loved her and looked after her well. Yeah, he just yeah. He just seemed like a perfectly normal person, and then it was made out like he he was this massive cynic. He, was like, oh. he didn't want his daughter to be a child. That's he the. I think that was his... the point. No, I think because he. That's why he gave her this book of famous women rather than a fairy tale book, which is like she wanted. And she says, "I'm six and he's like, "But you won't always be." Yeah, absolutely. I think he wants she... to skip the childhood phase. That's how I took. He from wants that. to inspire her to be a great person. That's that's good. <laughs> Yeah, he's a good character. Yeah, I, I think they're they're right that they played it just right in that he's. I think we're supposed to want him to dream more, but we're supposed to like him and think that he has the right mm. intentions and he's doing doing his best. Yeah, he had good intentions. He just he never played with her. They <clears> never <throat> talked about anything, and he was like, "Well, she's going to have to grow up and face the real world." You know, that was his. Yeah, so he needs a bit of whimsy. I, we say we he never played with them. With we don't know that. I suppose. We we have no idea. We saw one scene with them together before they met Giselle, and it was them going home through a dodgy part of New York, and he told her to stay in the car, which I think is perfectly reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Um, I, I'm following the narrative arc of the film. Well, yeah, maybe that's the problem. <laughs> I refuse to accept the narrative arc of the film. <laughs> as canon what do you think fernando yeah i think that um actually um him not wanting her to be a child is a perfectly reasonable thing because children are so annoying they (laughs) i mean they keep saying that childhood is one of the best parts of life but that's so untrue um if you could just skip that part it would be so much better Yeah, being a grown-up is so much better than being a kid. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I think I was happier then. But yeah, I wouldn't wouldn't trade it. Yeah. Now I've got my phone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) I can do whatever I want now. (laughs) I can have ice cream for breakfast if I I had biscuits and (laughs) shrimp sweets for breakfast. Oh, my God. (laughs) And no repercussions are coming. You had porridge. That's very sensible. Well, I still haven't had breakfast because I woke up at three a.m. Yes, yes, like, you um, had a midnight yeah. snack of porridge. That'd be a bit more wild, actually. You wouldn't do that as a child, would you? Exactly. Yeah. As a child, up and I did not at even know what porridge was. So how ignorant <laughs> I was! <laughs> did you have it with pride. a tortilla? <laughs> I only had to see it without the porridge as in that oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> right. Let's talk about all the characters in order. Right. Who do we see first? Well Giselle. 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 Great character. I love Giselle. 
brilliant. Amy Adams Absolutely is loved her. perfect. Was this yeah. her her like breakthrough? I don't think I've seen her in anything else. I don't know. I've seen her in quite a few things. I think she's great. You've seen her in Arrival. Oh yeah, she was the main character in Arrival. Yes. Oh, that was a very. She plays a scientist, <laughs> doesn't she? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The range. I don't know so, what the range is. The range of her acting. Oh, her, her yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I thought that was another film you were mentioning. <laughs> oh, I've just looked it up. She was in another film that we have seen in this club. Oh. She was Lynn Cheney in Vice. Ah, oh, yeah. I don't, you know, I've totally deleted Vice from my memory. I couldn't tell you a single yeah. thing that happens in that film. Vice? Well, let me tell you. It's, well, so it's about Dick Cheney. <laughs> yep. Oh, yes. And his wife is called Lynn Cheney, and that was that was Giselle. What? Less singing. That's what happened afterwards, and that's the sequel. <laughs> and she became so upset with the world that she married Dick Cheney. Well, and, yeah. Now that counts as getting more right wing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! That, she shouldn't have stayed in New York. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> How different would the film have been if they'd ended up in Glenrothes or something? <laughs> <laughs> like, can you imagine just just going through like Kelburn Park or something in Glasgow singing that song? You just get chipped, like in- yeah. <laughs> Oh god, they're all dead. <laughs> a really short film. Uh, yeah, it'd be ninety-nine people just sort of looking away and muttering about yeah. it. Two people trying to steal your wallet, and one person yelling abuse at you because they think it's a Catholic song. <laughs> oh. I love how you've embraced the sectarianism of the West of Scotland. Michael. It's something I've noticed. It comes up almost all the time with some people. <laughs> uh, Prince Edward was another right, character. Sorry, yeah. Oh, I love Edward. No, I just such... want him to be happy. <laughs> he was again he was brilliant Gaston. for being so. Yeah, he was Gaston, but he was good, right? Oh, he was he a good was... Gaston, and I love Gaston. <laughs> It, everything about Gaston, all of the the bravado and the arrogance, and all, all of these sort of negative character traits, except that he would he had a good heart and he just wanted what was best for everyone, including himself, mostly including himself. himself. <laughs> um, yeah, I I liked him as a, an empty, airheaded. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and that was really again just turning that on his head. I mean. What is he in in Snow White? He doesn't even have a name, isn't he? Just called the Prince. Oh yeah, I think they gave him a name after, so there is some name. But yeah, in, right. in the film, he's just called the Prince. He's just because we barely see him. All he does is like sing as he goes mm. through a forest, and yeah, like catch the princess and marry her. <laughs> yeah, just just so so hopeless. And it was yeah interesting seeing how how Giselle was exactly the same at the start and transformed quite a lot um but edward was <laughs> was unmoving <laughs> i guess because he yeah why didn't he change maybe because he wasn't in the world for so long or because he was already so self-assured or 
because he, he never change. met Robert or something. Did he change? I don't know. He moved out. He let Robert. He yeah. recognised that they weren't in love. Yeah, that was. There was a lot of humility in that action mm. that he wouldn't have had at the start. Oh, that's right. Stepping aside, realising that he wasn't the true love. Hmm. Yeah. He had some emotional intelligence. I don't think he approached Nancy being like, well, I'll take her as my wife. He was like, why are you so sad? That's something. Mm. Yeah, it was the the perfect sort of innocent chivalry, wasn't it? <laughs> that we expect from a, a Disney prince. Mm. <laughs> yeah, he made me, made me laugh a lot. <laughs> I love how how many crimes he committed, like how many <laughs> how many times he like attacked someone or like stuck a sword against their throat or whatever. It's brilliant. <laughs> Chaos. It's a chaotic man, the metal dragon. Or <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> you got very excited when you saw timothy spall michael yes i've seen timothy spall in only a few things but he's always been quite quite a strong actor and just brilliant in this as nathaniel he commits Um, doesn't he yeah committed to wormtail (laughs) whatever else he's been in probably and he was quite chilling as wormtail he's both both characters very much playing the stooge (laughs) Um, but yeah really good stuff (laughs) <laughs> did you like uh, his end uh, I can't remember it now he's had a book oh, yeah, signing he's, yeah. yes he's written like a self-help book on learning <laughs> to love yourself right yeah yeah, that was great the only thing I did he was surrounded by two you know hot babes and I was like this is a bit weird isn't it <laughs> this doesn't fit the tone <laughs> <laughs> yeah are there, are there always hot babes at book signings <laughs> authors of self-help books <laughs> yeah, I think they'd they'd like written on an index card, then do a scene where Nathaniel has written a self help book and he is successful. <laughs> it's almost <laughs> like a what does success look like? <laughs> mm. Um Is that that's pretty much everyone apart from the yeah, side characters. Them. Yeah, Did we you find the chipmunk Marissa annoying? Marissa and Nancy and Robert. The chi- I like the chipmunk. Oh, that's surprising. I think I'd have been more annoyed by the chipmunk if he could actually speak in the yeah. real world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was quite a grating voice he had in his little fantasy world. Mm. Mm. But no, that was a good move. Um, I thought all of the extras and side characters were terrible actors. <laughs> <laughs> hey, buddy, what are you going to do? Forget about it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, New York construction workers, yeah. A, B, C, and D. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to find a girl like that myself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that were fine, weren't they? Did you recognise, uh, probably not, Did you, uh, Jodie Benson? <laughs> no, who was that? Bloody Jodie Benson was his secretary. <laughs> I don't even remember his secretary the or know who Jodie Benson is. All right. That's pretty cool. Mm. Oh, we must be getting on now, or yeah. at this point. So, what, this is 18 years after The Little Mermaid? Something like that. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. Mm. Mm. I've not seen The Little Mermaid since I was a little mermaid. mermaid. <laughs> 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 
so this is what they should have done, right? They should have got, uh, they should have had cameos from major actors in loads of old Disney films. Sure, they might have had Belle in as well. Now I can't remember. Seriously? Yeah. Well, my internet's not working, so I can't look it up. Go on, let's have a let's have a quick Google, shall we? <laughs> was this Paige O'Hara? Yes. Uh, she was. She was Angela in Enchanted. I don't oh, know who Angela who was. was. I've no idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think Judy Coon was in it as well, which was Pocahontas. Oh, so they did do they that. They did do That's it. That's great. Little cameos for all the Disney Easter princesses. Eggs. Oh. That's perfect. <laughs> Good on them. What a great film. <laughs> nice touch. Again, yeah, so it was, it was this attention to detail that was what made this a good film mm. they they didn't just say oh fuck it let's just you know throw something together <clears throat> get it to the cinema this year they they did say right what can we do with this let's use a bit of imagination decide where this is going and i have to say i liked it better than some of the new because <laughs> basically every every animated disney film now is an attempt to deconstruct Disney animated films. Um, mm. Yeah. And most of them are starting to come off as a bit desperate. It's like, okay, what what else can we turn upside down? You know, who else can we make fall in love with someone that you wouldn't think? And it's, it's a bit much, but I feel like this was early enough that this was, it felt fresh somehow and it didn't feel cynical. It didn't feel desperate. Yeah. Great film. Mm. And, oh my God, uh, <laughs> the CGI must have been like the best CGI I've seen in any film. What? It was really good. <laughs> like, I, I swear. <clears throat> and this is a film from, what, 15 years ago now. I was watching like the the rats and the pigeons doing all of the housework. And it, it's clear that that is not, you know, it's clear that rats and pigeons can't do housework. So it's obviously not real. But it didn't look bad. Yeah, that's true. They hadn't rushed those special effects. They'd obviously put some effort in and done their best with it. I think only used them when they had to. Uh, all of the sequences where he's like looking in the water, they were it was seamless. It was really good. Um, even mm. the the chipmunk. I don't know what a chipmunk really looks like when it's trying to play charades. <laughs> but I think it would look something like what we saw there. It was maybe some of the animations like were a bit too to smooth and stuff. But um, yeah, compared to some <clears throat> like crappy films you see, I mean, I've complained before about how bad CGI is in a lot of films. Um, this, they it felt like they'd really put the effort in and again, used it when they had to and done their best. Hmm. That's a good point. Yeah. There you go. I thought you were going to hammer into the CGI. I didn't think it was the best. I mean, yeah, it was 2007. So for 2007, good on them. Yeah. And I don't mind a bit of stylized CGI. Uh, it was better than some of the CGI we've seen in this film club, anyway. Look yes, at you, exactly. George Lucas. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, also, I've just looked at So I'm looking it up now. Cinderella and Aurora from Sleeping Beauty were also in the film. No way. There were extras at the ball scene. Mm. Um, which is Cinderella fun. and Aurora from Sleeping Beauty. Yeah, Eileen Woods and Mary Costa. Which came out in the 50s. Both make brief, brief appearances at the ball. I wonder if they're the old ladies. They must have been ladies. in their 70s, if anything. Maybe they're the old ladies who say what a good show it was. Mm. But maybe not, I don't know. Oh, great. I'm going to say that's who it is. Yeah. 
Oh, what a nice touch as well, because no one recognises any of these people because they're voice actors. (laughs) But they did it anyway. Yeah. And that's nice. Pocahontas was the mother who opens the door to Edward with the three kids and says, you're too late. Oh, yeah. Mm. Mm. (laughs) Brilliant. A bit grim for Pocahontas, but never mind. (laughs) That's quite neat, though. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, very good. Yeah, I had a lot going for it, this one. It just wasn't very entertaining for me. (laughs) Not for you. I got that. I was watching it thinking this isn't for Claire. (laughs) No. Fair enough. But that's all right. I think it's all right. It's okay. We have different opinions sometimes, I suppose. (laughs) Yeah, so you didn't think it was like a rubbish film? (sighs) Um, A bit rubbish. It was a bit rubbish, (laughs) but... (sighs) Yeah, I just, I don't know how to express my emotions with regard to this film. Like, I I get what it was trying to do. I just think what it, like, is just a bit weak. Hmm. And a bit stupid. Okay. Um, but there was, there, yeah, there was plenty of, plenty of good stuff. It was, yeah. I'd maybe give it like a, yeah, would be a borderline two one two two if I was marking it. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah. That's nice. Plenty it's to build on. Yeah. Yeah. We haven't done symbolism. I think we have done symbolism though, but it's annoying me that we've not done the flute. Let me. I think I've oh, picked apart. Are we doing the flute or the bell? Should we do that? At, it's very early in Fernando's house. Oh, I mean, it's probably five twenty-six. <laughs> yeah, so Everyone's as we were saying, it's now. very early in your house. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd we should do it anyway. Do, do a, have to a soft because flute we, because we can we can do both. A, a soft both. flute for today, I think. Both. Okay. Wow. Can, can we not just get Michael to <laughs> cut it in later? I'm very aware that we're very opposed to that. I only do that in the most extreme circumstances. <laughs> yeah, but there's a two-year-old asleep in front of Nice. Beautiful. Oh, oh <laughs> but that's less beautiful. <laughs> yeah, so I think we talked about most of the symbols, didn't we? I think the dragon being a symbol for right the rise of right-wing <laughs> corporate yep, America. Yep. yep. I like it. Populism, yeah, that's it. Um, that was my best one. Yeah, um, it even comes out of like the dream world, right? That's the American dream. Oh. That transforms yeah. itself into this terrifying monster. <laughs> Great. Yeah, good well, stuff. Done. <laughs> nice. I don't think I've got much else to say about the film. I, what was your favourite scene? What's my favourite scene? Who do you want to be? the film oh yeah we've not done who's who I mean obviously apart from Claire being Robert (laughs) (laughs) I see myself as a Robert what oh you can have two Roberts in a marriage yeah I think you might be Giselle I'd like to be Giselle I'd like to be some somewhere between the two I think I'd like to be Mm. Giselle at the end oh maybe maybe we started our relationship as Giselle and Robert and we've Gradually taught each other Robert. to, to <laughs> yeah. be less. Sorry, which one's which? 
Oh, well, I think I'm clearly Robert. I don't think I can argue with that. <laughs> You're very simple and not simple, but like... Uh, <laughs> Just a simple like man sensible. trying to live his life. Yep. When you said you wanted to be Giselle Dien, did you mean that you wanted to be um, the wife of uh, Dick Cheney? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> You get a lot done, right? <laughs> a lot of people get a lot done. It doesn't make them good people. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I'd like um, to beat yourself. So, who are Laura and Fernando then? I call Edward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh. Laura's Edward. Fernando is Morgan. Nathaniel. Oh. Yeah, I was going to say Nancy. I don't think oh. you're Nancy though. Oh, we all oh. went for someone different there. Mm. Yeah, I was thinking Nathaniel. I was, I was trying to think of someone in the film. Um, I think you could do an excellent mm. I- Italian accent. <laughs> well, that's what I always go for. Mm. Right now, he's been doing it all morning. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you offered me a a caramel apple for free, I would you just would take, take it. it and eat it straight away. No problems. <laughs> <laughs> and so this is where I thought Robert was irresponsible letting her take that caramel apple. He should have mm. known better. He should have said, "Yeah, Don't same with the martini." Actually, yeah, looked like a horrible martini. It did. It's like an apple t- or something, <laughs> just sugary and awful. Yeah, artificial tasting. I would have said it about. <laughs> yeah, and this is my point. Robert wasn't a cynic. Robert let a lot slide. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> if anything, he wasn't cynical enough. I think that was what this film was taught us. <laughs> that was the point, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, maybe this is part of it, right? He was he was cynical in the sense that he didn't believe in fairy tales. Um, but this meant that he missed things like someone being offered a poison an apple that he would just assume, oh, it's like a marketing thing. He just wants us to come back like if some street vendor offers you a free caramel apple, there's probably no harm in it. But like, if if he actually believed that she was a princess and that there was a wicked queen after her, he'd have, you know, straight away been like, don't eat that. Oh, my God. Interesting. So <clears throat> your, your take is that he didn't stop her taking it because he's not been exposed to enough fantasy. And I <laughs> yeah. think that he didn't stop her taking it because he's not been exposed to enough reality. Yeah. Well. Wow. Just goes to show, eh? Just goes to show, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) This certainly was a film about a man. (laughs) I Also, I misled you, Laura. Mm. I told you I had never seen this film before, (gasps) but I had. What? I had forgotten. Um... I remember, I think I hadn't seen the end of it, but it must have been when it was fairly new. I watched, the, I think, probably the first half of it with my dad. We, <laughs> we, had, um, we had like a, a cable TV thing, some you know, forerunner of Netflix, but whether you know, it had like 200 different films that you could choose from and you could pay £2 through the box and you could watch it for 24 hours. Um, and we... Yeah, just saw this film called Enchanted that neither of us have heard had heard of, 
and we stuck it on and thought this this could be good. I I can't remember what happened. I think we had to stop watching it and go off and do something, and then our like our period to watch it ran out, and we never got around to finishing it. Um, but we were tricked. It actually got us. We must be two of the very few people in the world who did get this because we knew nothing about it and there was no like picture on the thing. We started watching it and we thought it was just an animated Disney film. And we were thinking, well, it's a little bit, (laughs) yeah, a little bit empty, isn't it? Hmm. And then this thing happened and they were in the real world. We were like, (laughs) oh my God. (laughs) It really took us by surprise. Um, But yeah, we, we definitely saw it up to the bit in the, in Central Park, but I, I didn't have any memory of the ending. Um, oh, well, that's good. So you didn't, see, you still didn't see it coming this time when she got together with Robert. No, I didn't remember it very well, apart from anything. Um, see, it's because it's not very memorable. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to remember this till the day I die. It's great. <laughs> We're going to be talking about this for film club in seventy years. <laughs> <laughs> And the film club lived happily ever after. (laughs) And we'll have seen all of the sequels, Disenchanted, (laughs) Re-Enchanted. Too Enchanted, Too Disenchanted. (laughs) Too Enchanted. The Enchanted. Too Enchanted, Too Enchanted, Too Too. (laughs) we're not doing very well anymore are we (laughs) yeah great so i had seen it i I think that's all of the all of my thoughts from it then Um, except to say again that i thought it was great brilliant film lovely there we go (laughs) (laughs) i'm glad that you enjoyed it and I'm not glad that you didn't enjoy it, Claire, because I don't relish your suffering, but <laughs> won't stop me picking stuff that I know you won't like. <laughs> um, and I have a feeling you would have equally disliked the film that I was going to pick. So, <laughs> Was it one of the bounty films? Cause... No, it wasn't yet, although obviously you've got that look to look forward to. Yep. <laughs> also, last night, this is a... We were talking about phones in the morning, but at 6am I woke up and I couldn't get back to sleep. So I was browsing on my phone, shopping for Christmas presents. And then I found a Bugs Bunny Mutiny on the Bounty sketch. Oh, God. No way. Yeah. What sort of presents were you buying? Well, you'll see. (laughs) (laughs) It was called Mutiny on the Bunny. (laughs) 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 Um, It wasn't very good, to be honest. Aww. Still, this is one okay. step closer to Sam, our dream Sam-ity of the Sam. Muppets movie. Yeah, Samity Sam was Bly. Is it Samity Sam? Perfect. You Samity Sam. You Samity Sam. Samity Sam. My God. <laughs> Samity Sam. Samity Sam. That's someone who's never you know seen one. it written down. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why that's funny. Sammy Sam. Bugs Bunny. <laughs> I should it was just called Samity Sam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think Nathaniel was really in love with Edward. Sorry, yeah, here we go. <laughs> oh, sorry, I forgot we hadn't done this bit. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, but he, he was actually in love with the Queen, right? Well, that's what. Yeah, well, that's so your. So he was telling himself. That's your narrative. 
I see it as a bit of a Frodo and Sam relationship where he That's was like, nice. yeah. he was, yeah, Edward's servant, but also there was a, a certain intimacy that was not fully explored. Um, yeah. Mm. Sam didn't betray Frodo either. That's true. He did leave him though. He left him. What do you mean? I mean, he what? left him in the cave of, in the, with Shelob. Yeah. He thought he was dead, to be fair. <laughs> yeah. No, he thought it, Frodo told him to go. Yeah. Oh, I see. We're talking that about different parts. That. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm talking about the bit where Frodo was like, just go, fuck off, Sam. You've eaten yeah. all the bread. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's not quite go home trail, though, is it? <laughs> no, to be fair. Sam's flawless. <laughs> Sam is the hero of that. Yeah. What story. She picked that one day. Oh, oh there again. we go. Hmm. That's a special waiting to happen. Um, <laughs> any other any other thoughts? And for me, great. Mm. Ready when you are. Cool. Oh, how will end. she know <laughs> you love her? <laughs> <laughs> Um, Claire, it's your pick. Ooh. It is. You complete the cycle. Um, and I do have a film that's next on my list. Is it Disenchanted? Like... No. Oh. <laughs> it's a good guess. <laughs> it's uh, it's maybe a slightly different tone to uh, the, the last film we watched. Mm. It's called like Russian Ark. Russian Ark. 2002 film Russian Ark. Brilliant. Yeah, that's the one. 